Lord, whatever you're doing this season, please don't do it without me. Lord, don't do it without me. Y'all can help me sing that. Lord, whatever you're doing in the season, please don't do it without me. No, no, no. Don't do it without me. Lord, if you blessing, blessing in the season, please don't do it without me. No, no, don't do it without me. Anybody need a blessing today? Lord, if you blessing, blessing in the season, don't do it without me. Don't do it without me. Lord, if you're healing. Lord, if you're healing, healing in the season, please don't do it without me. Just put your hands on yourself and say, don't do it without me. Stay right there. Lord, if you're healing, healing in the season, please don't do it. No, 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 don't do it. You ready to get out your way? Lord, if you're loving, loving in season please please don't do it without me no 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 don't do it without me just slide your hand around your neighbor and say Lord if you're loving loving in the season please don't 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 do it without me. One more time. Lord, if you love loving, don't do it without me. Don't do it without me. Come on, let's Let's give him a hand clap of praise. If he hasn't done anything for you, you can sit down. But if he's done something for you this week, today, this last 20, 30 seconds, can you find a praise? Can you give him something that he deserves? Can you let them know you appreciate them? Can you just tell them, Lord, I thank you for bringing me out. Thank you for bringing me through. Thank you for keeping me when I couldn't keep myself. That's it. Let's make the enemy mad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah all over this building just lift up your hands and just let the lord know we love you we love you jesus we love you we love you today I lift you up and I magnify. That's why my heart is filled with praise. 
heart, my mind, my soul. Paid way back. Somebody just leap for joy. I praise you. He in the house already. Come on, let's give him a celebratory praise. He's worthy to be praised. The enemy don't like it when God's people can celebrate him for who he is. In fact, the enemy gets jealous when he thought he had you last night, but yet you woke up praising God. But watch this, let's make them real mad. Just, you don't even have to touch them, just turn to somebody and tell them, neighbor, I wasn't supposed to look this good after all I've been through this week. No, we don't do this enough. We don't usher in the spirit even when the word comes. We don't do this enough. We don't do this enough. Pray! 
depression all around me. He's pulling me through. He's pulling me through. Yes. When times get hard, he's pulling me through. Trouble all around me, he's pulling me through. Financial problems, he's pulling me through. Family didn't walk off and left me, he's pulling me through. so good he's been so kind been so merciful who wouldn't want to serve a God like that Dr. Reedy. He said, sometimes stumbling, but he's pulling me through. <laughs> My ways get hard, but he's pulling me through. <laughs> oh, bless your name. Praise him. He's worthy to be praised. your manuals of life with your manuals of life time I turn around the Lord keeps blessing me every time every time I turn around turn around turn around he keeps on blessing me Hallelujah. 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 Oh, 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 hallelujah. 
with your manuals of life, turn with me to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Verse, starting at verse 26. If you're able to stand, please stand in reverence and respect to God and his word. Romans 8 and 26. If you're there, shout out amen. If you're still looking, shout out Bible study. We got room for you. And it reads, likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Some Bibles say infirmities. We do not know what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. That concludes our reading. Our God and Father's preaching time. Lord, we thank you for stopping by. And now, God, we ask that while you're here that you'll be the gracious God and share some more crumbs from the Master's table. And we, just a few of your people down here on this side, wanting to be fed until we can eat no more. Let me decrease. Let you increase in me. Hide me behind the throne. Let them see your image upon me. Hear your voice through me. Let these words fall on fertile soil and disrupt stony ground. So Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O oh Lord, I praise you. Give you all glory and adoration because you're my strength. Lord, I love you because you're my redeemer. And the house of God said, Amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. If you would continue that spirit of openness to help me preach on the subject, the topic, when I can't pray, when I can't pray. When I can't pray. When we think of Paul and all that Paul does. All Paul has done. All Paul has been through to get to where he is. Sometime reading Paul's passages will have you to say to yourself, I don't understand the scripture. But if you're reading this scripture, it probably really, really would intrigue your mind to say, I don't understand this passage of scripture. Until you can really think about the time when you couldn't pray. Notice I said couldn't and not would. Because you do know there's a difference between not praying when you know you should and not being able to pray when you desperately want to. There's even a difference between not knowing how to express a feeling and not knowing what the feeling is or should be. And my brothers and sisters, I'm not talking about a type of frustration where people don't understand you. That kind of frustration is shallow in comparison to what I'm talking about today. In fact, I'm saying when you can't pray. Can, can I just ask you a question and you'll be honest with me since you have felt his presence? Have you ever experienced a time in your life where you felt numb? So numb that you can't pray. Where something so deep has kept your attention. So much that you couldn't focus on talking to God. Some of us may have experienced it with 
a loved one or a sibling who had died. You know, you, you know all that need to be done. You try to prepare yourself to get ready for the service, and when you get there, it just seems like a long, big blur. In your mind, you say, I know I'm at a funeral, but I, I wonder and I don't understand, don't even hear what's being sang or what's been said. Some of us can even say that I was numb in my Job moment. When everything you had, your money, your home, your children, your wife are all gone. Others may even say it was when you were experiencing the moment that you were on top of the world. Then just by the turn of the clock, by midnight, the world was on top of you. Some of us can really be sanctified and, and really be true to the call and say that it was at a point when I was spiritually stricken so bad that you just couldn't zero in on what he was saying. You, you experience church hurt. Just seem like more, the more you come, the worse it gets. I've even tried to give myself pep talks. I've tried to have faith the size of a mustard seed. But I just couldn't pray. And, and then when time keeps going, it just seems like it's getting worse. Times that it feel like I couldn't pray. I couldn't pray. This book that Paul is talking to us in Romans is called the book that people have debated because there's some things in this book that outlines the Christian's walk. And there was a book that I read called The Future Church. And there was a chapter in this book that talked about brokenness and it had expounded on a point to where you have gotten so that you resented the prayers of other people. Many of us can admit and be honest that you weren't proud of your attitude. But watch this. But the attitude of others have made your attitude even worse. Y'all with me this morning? And actually, in your heart of hearts, if you, if you say to yourself, and many of us have said and we're still saying, I'm embarrassed to talk about it. I'm embarrassed to walk around. I'm even embarrassed to say it was me. But one thing you cannot deny is that it happened and it's a part of your pilgrimage. Truth be told, some of us right now are in our can't pray moments. Because we found ourselves thinking carnal. And the Bible says that carnal thinking is death. But to spiritually be minded and spiritual, it means life and peace. That's what Paul says in Romans 8 and 6. And when you are in a numb state, it's hard to talk to God. When you are numb and can't pray, it's hard to even know how sick you really are. But how many know that when you are in distress, there comes a time where it just seems like I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to hear anything that pertains to Christ. Because right now I'm going through a situation that just seems like he's not listening to my prayers. And if I have a carnal mind, why should I pray to somebody that's not listening to anything that I'm going through? I, I don't know. Y'all looking at me. I don't know if anybody ever been in an I can't pray moment. I mean, where so much has happened in your life that you can't even utter the words of Jesus because the situation has taken you by storm. It has taken your breath so much that you can't even fall to your knees and say, Father, it's just me. It's just me, oh Lord. Not my mother, not my father, but it's me. I mean, I don't know if anybody here has been in some I can't pray moments. When you get your check and your bills outweigh what your check is. When you've been dealing with health issues and the doctor has already wrote you off, I just can't seem to pray. 
Truth be told, today's church is in an I can't pray moment. Because we come in as if we have no issues. But we come in the presence of people that are dealing with issues on a day-to-day basis. And when we come in so prideful and so disrespectful to God's house, those that are sick and that are in a normal state that don't know how to pray don't see an example of what prayer can do. But I wish I could get two to just slip their hands up and say, Reverend, I don't mind testifying about what I've been through. I don't mind testifying and not testifying that God has truly brought me through some stuff. That I can tell somebody that I'm so glad that trouble don't last always. I can keep looking to the hills for which come in my help because when I was down and out, it was nobody but Jesus that brought me through. Uh, some of y'all looking at me with a tone of voice that said, Reverend, why is it that you trying to expose me? Because here it is, you ain't praying enough to be covered. And what we need to understand is that when God has placed you in a moment where you can't pray, one thing you need to do is appreciate the moment. Because he could have took your life while you was chasing after that last dollar. Chasing after that joker that don't care for you. Chasing after that last hit. Chasing after getting on the boat, playing on the casino with your last dollar. Giving your all to something that don't mean you no good. You got to seize the moment and thank God that he didn't take your life when life was trying to take you. There, 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 there. Those moments, I'm stuck at the oasis and I ain't even asked for a candy bar yet. And, and here it is, we have to get away from coming to church as if we don't need nothing. What other place to be in but the church when you need some prayer? When you need to know that trouble don't last always. When you need to see victory on people. When you need to see deliverance through people. When you need to see healing. Somebody ought to be testifying right now. That I'm so glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of God. Why? Because there's healing in the house of God. There's safety in the house of God. There's understanding in our preaching and you ain't saying nothing. There's understanding in the house. If there's love in the house of God. But I've come, I've come to a stage in my life that when I can't pray, when I can't pray, all I can do is reflect on why I can't pray. And as Paul talks to us, In this passage, while he's on his third missionary journey, he's planning to go to a place he has never been before. That place is Rome. And Paul here writes the letter to introduce himself to the church. And he gives an overall view of Christian teaching. And listen, the brothers uh, 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 of the theologian piece, They debate this book because this book is declared the best outline of Paul's letters. And I struggle with that because uh, why debate something that has been divinely given? And as Paul knows in the beginning that every person has rebelled against God. And watch this. And when you have rebelled against God, he then cuts you off from him. Ah, that, that, that might be why I can't pray because God has spoken to me and I went against the spoken word help me Reverend I'm trying to help him when God speaks to you late in the midnight hour don't roll over and press uh, snooze you need to get up and let him know Father I hear what you're telling me when God speaks to you in the middle of your job and tell you to just lift up your hands even though you're making minimum wage you need to stop what you doing and lift up your hands and say father I thank you for the grace 
I said, the things you spared upon my life. As, as, as Paul, Paul is saying, he's saying, I'm talking to these people and, and there are those that, that has been rebellious and they cut off. But then watch this. He also shares that God and his mercy stepped in while we had a chance and God and his mercy stepped in even though we were against him. And because of his mercies and his grace, he has continued to allow us to come back to him. You don't know when to shout. Because many of us should be excited the fact that despite of all I've been through, what I may have looked like on Halloween Thursday, God still used me in my ugliness and he accepted me in the condition that I come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden. I'm, can I get somebody that don't mind just testifying and saying, Reverend, I've been tired. I've been laboring. I'm worn out. I'm beat up. But I thank God that he didn't give up on me. <sighs> so here it is. He introduces himself. And he says, now this letter I got to give you because uh, uh, God has opened the doorway. Chapter 5 gives reference to such behavior. But now we come to an area of this passage where it appears that prayer is a problem. Or prayer may be a distraction so much that you can't pray. And watch this. Sometimes, can I just be honest, this is coming fresh. This ain't even on the press. It's just fresh. Sometimes the environment that you are connected to can cause you to lose priority in talking to God. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes the priorities are mixed up because of the environment. Can I just dig a little deeper? Sometimes you fear the fact of exposure. That's why you don't listen. That's why you won't pray. And that's why you don't seek his face. On a daily basis. But Lord. Help me out. Paul is saying. Through this scripture. I have to assure you. That there is a God. That is standing. On your behalf. The text says. The spirit helps us. In our weakness. Why would you help me. When I'm in my weakness. Text says we do not know what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. He who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. And, and there, at this moment of saying, this scripture is kind of confusing. You, you, you all can say we've experienced the fact that there's been times where you can't pray. Where you're not listening to what God has said. And watch this. It isn't that he provides eloquent words for you. Or even God is so nice that he don't have to place you before anybody else. But I found out this. That it says his prayers consist of groans that cannot be expressed in words. Uh, some people may know of this. It's called travailing. Somebody help me today. Where, 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 where you're travailing and you're in anguish and in pain. I wish I had some mothers in this house. That, that understand not only is it nine months of, of stress and drama, nine months of laboring pains and contractions, but sometimes even after you birth the child, sometimes you still travail. Y'all ain't with me this morning. I don't mean if you... There's been times in this walk, not being a woman, but I'm sure enough a man, that I've been travailing in some things that have caused anguish, and pain in my life that make me wonder, Lord, why you got this thorn in my side? Why, why you won't take it out? Lord, why you keep pushing it in and it seems like I can't breathe? Why you trying to take my life? And he said, I want you to appreciate. I 
want you to appreciate these moments. So then now you can be a witness to someone that is suffering. Watch this. His, his groans and prayers are for you. So the most profound spiritual uh, expression is a, a monosyllabic way of saying, ah, oh, that's when Jesus stands before his father. And when he stands before his father, he catches a glimpse of his glory. And he brings the profoundness to it. And all he wants us to say is, ah. Because if we say, ah, that means I never, never doubted you. And I never, never gave up on you. But oftentimes we say, oh, as if we didn't know what he was capable of. I wonder, is there anybody here that has some ah moments that you could say, Reverend, I praised him this morning because it was an ah moment. I never doubted that you wouldn't wake me up. Ah, I never doubted that I wouldn't have food on my table. Ah, I never doubted that you'll put clothes on my back. Ah, I never doubted that you'll close me in my right mind. But watch this. And when I get my eye, only time I can say, oh, is when I witness and say, oh, taste and see. That the Lord is good. Look at somebody and say, ah. Those ah. And watch this. When he stands in the presence of his father and he gives the ah for all your groans, he gives him nothing less. And the spirit does not pray the eloquent uh, poetic prayer, but the spirit prays for your numbness. And he just wants you to know that in your ah moments, and you can't pray. I'm still right by your side. That, that, that's a shout right there. I, I mean, anybody got some moments that you can just say, Lord, I'm grateful you walked right by me. Lord, I'm grateful that you never left my side. Last night, I'm grateful you kept that angel from around me. This week, I'm grateful for what you're about to do, even though I don't see it coming. But I know, God, you'll become a paraclete. He that intercedes and walks alongside of me. Grace and mercy, God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And now I'm divinely covered. I'm covered at the school. I'm covered on my job. I'm covered on the dangerous highway. In fact, I'm covered in the church because the Holy Spirit is all up over me. I'm wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in Jesus' name. I'm trying to preach and you ain't helping me. And the first thing Paul shows us in God's groaning is that his groaning is an intercession. The scripture says, one that is perfect harmony with God's will. Does it surprise us that God intercedes in prayer when you can't pray for yourself? And now listen, I, I, let me get real on you now. Let me go back to Anthony. There were times in my life where I even had to ask God, why did you do it? What did you see that I didn't see to why you're allowing me to hang around here this long? Y'all just missed that. I mean, there were times where I was so jacked up that even Jack and Daniels couldn't help me. I was so messed up that I didn't understand which way was going. I was going. In fact, I couldn't tell night from day because my mind was all, I wish I had some confused people that could say there's been times where I had sleepless nights. I couldn't lay down and peacefully, but God kept his hands of protection upon y'all that got too saved and hung up on me. You know some of us have had some nightmares on Elm Street. Some of us that had some Friday the 13th. In fact, some of us are living those days now because your mind is not on Jesus. Lord, why? Why, 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 are, you, why are you trying to help me out? Why are you helping somebody like me? And so Paul says, he talks his spirit and intercessory groans 
are all throughout the Bible. Jesus gave intercessory groans in ministry in Luke chapter 22, where Jesus told Peter, he has prayed for him, but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And you, when once you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. But then in John 17 and 20, he says that he will pray for more than just the disciples. I'm praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me because of their testimonies. But then in Hebrews 7.25, he says, he assures us that the intercessory ministry continues even to this day. It says, hence also, he is able to save whatever and forever those who draw near to God through him since he's always lives to make intercessions for them. Not only is God praying for us when we can't, but he's also praying for us when we don't even know what we need to do. And watch this. Ain't it something to be excited about that God intercedes and intervenes at a moment when you are confused? Anybody ever been at the crossroads? Don't know which way to go. He tells you to go left. You're thinking about going right, but yet you're still at a standstill. I wish I had some stuck in the mud saints that could say, Reverend, I've been some years just spinning my mud, my wheels in the mud, but I thank God that he still was a compass that would give me direction. Take me where I need to go. Here it is, he says, God intends for us to intercede for one another. And, and, and Timothy is standing right in the back next to the ushers. Timothy 2, he says, I urge you. Then, first of all, that request prayers and intercession and thanksgiving be made for everyone. God's groaning is intercession. But watch this. His groaning is intercession that now you're able to witness to others. That I've experienced the power of having someone pray for me. I don't think nobody heard me this morning. His groaning is the intercession so you can witness to somebody that I've experienced the power of someone else praying for me. I mean, the prayers of the righteous availeth much. In fact, some of us should testify that mama prayed for you. Had you on a mind, took a little time out to pray for you. Now you can testify and tell somebody, I know what prayer can do. In fact, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you want to see what prayer look like? You're looking at a prayer I know what prayer, and maybe, maybe you're saying, Reverend, this ain't the time for me to be looking at people because right now I'm dealing with somebody. If you look into the eyes of a believer, if you look into the eyes of those that been through some stuff, and you look into the eyes of those that can testify that God has truly been a blessing, you'll find your greatest blessing sometime in the person you sit next to just by witnessing to them that's no secret what God can do. Just touch him and say what God's done for others, he'll do for you. I just shout out, I know what prayer can do. But not only is this groaning intercession, I'm trying to get out your way. I ain't going to hold you long because I want you to enjoy today but the second thing is, is his groaning is a turning agent the Lord dispenses the power when we need and the strength when you need it to make it through your situation it said that no one knows what to pray about but once he has given it to you you must then be willing to embrace someone else and I saw something in that that really had me puzzled 
we have come up on a time that the saints will not embrace other people. And we've gotten to a point that because your trauma is not somebody else's drama, you choose not to embrace them while they're going through. Y'all ain't helping me this morning. Somebody said, Pastor, you're doing a lot of rhyme and you're right. But here it is. Sometimes, watch this. Rhymes are words that are put together that sound good, don't it? Sometimes you got to link up with some messed up people that's going through some stuff just like you going through some stuff. And say, baby, the Lord said, well, there's two or three touching and agreeing in my name. Gavin and agreeing. There am I in the midst. And how many know when he's in the midst? He is not only the leader, but he's a game changer. He'll change the offense and turn it into defense. And he'll make what looks like what the enemy tried to destroy you. He'll tell you what the enemy meant for evil. God meant it for good. But sometimes you got to let somebody know, yea, though I walk through the valleys and shadows of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because God is with me. And son, if he's with me, he'll be with you. High five somebody and say, God is with you. We we have to learn to embrace someone else. Because here it is, here it is. If the enemy can get you to come to church and be isolated, he has beat you already. He has already had victory over you. But how many know if you can come and I can come, your praise may not be like my praise. Your hallelujahs may not be like my hallelujahs. But when we call on the name of Jesus, something has to happen. Granny said, make you run when ain't nobody chasing you. It'll make you lift up your hands even though you're tired. It'll make you just wave your hands if you can't say nothing. But Granny used to say, while the blood is running warm in my vein, I'm going to praise him while I still have a chance. Look at somebody and say, you ought to praise his name. situation you 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 must be willing to embrace and here it is once you've turned from numb to normal you can't omit that someone within your grasp might be feeling the same way and may need your testimony as an example can, can we just let our hair down for a minute you may have been living outside of righteousness and you've been walking down a road that you thought was your own you've been walking in some things that you thought you created you thought you made it you thought you had control of but the bible says in ephesians 2 for by grace you are saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of god not the worst lest any man should boast so then now watch this I'm so glad that I didn't make me because if I would have made me, I would never deal with trouble. But I'm so glad God created me in his image. And while in his image, he told me that if I die in him, I will receive a blessing. So now while I'm walking as a wretched man, I can tell him it was his amazing grace that gripped me. It's amazing grace that kept me. It was his amazing grace that covered me. It was his amazing grace that was sweet and sound that saved the wretch. I wish I had some saved folk like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. But I was blind, but I thank God I can see. Somebody shout out, his grace gripped me. His, his grace it gripped me let me help you sanctify folk that got so holy roller and can't testify it was his grace that gripped your steering wheel it was his grace that touched your alarm clock it was his grace that touched you let you wake up with the activities of your limbs right sound in your right mind 
you want to eat. Put on your clothes. That's a powerful grace. God restores and anoints and covers everyone. That's grace. Somebody should be shouting because he restored you when you couldn't be restored. He anointed you when everybody else laughed at you. He covered you when you felt naked and he told you you are his own. No longer do I call you servant. I'll call you my friend. Why? Because his grace, it gripped me. His grace, it kept me. His grace, it covered me. His grace, he showed his love. How many know God's grace is unbeatable? God's grace is great. God's grace is sufficient. God's grace is peaceful. God's grace is love. God's grace is understanding. How many grace grippers can testify that I'm so glad that he gripped me with his grace. He gripped me with his grace. He held me in the midnight hour with his grace. He covered me throughout my day with his grace. And for that I can say thank you. Lift up my hands and say I praise you. I adore you. I magnify the magnificent, the marvelous and majestic master of the sea. God above all gods. Lord above all lords. All because his grace is sufficient in my time of weakness. Well, my, my time is up. The clock on the wall says that's all. If, if I could really close with my last piece, y'all don't mind. If I close the way I'm feeling this morning. Uh, lastly, his groan speaks the truth of what I need. The text says, and he searched the hearts, knowing what is the mind of the spirit, to pray for yourself. How many is glad that we have a proactive God? And his proactive spirit always declares what it is and what it will be. And his proactive spirit gives a providential outcome. For when you have gotten to the point where you're numb and now normal the bible says he knows the mind of the spirit and he makes intercession according to the will of god do you hear me this morning he knows the way we will think and he knows what we need and if I can get a witness that still have your Bibles open it says in verse 28 and we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God Y'all don't hear me this morning to who are called according to his purpose. And as I close, if I had time, I would tell you when I've been through grace and it's given me life again, no longer am I numb. But there's some things that I can now begin to pray for 
I can submit a prayer concerning the heavens, prayers concerning prosperity, prayers concerning revelations, prayers concerning healing, prayers concerning health, prayers concerning schizophrenia, prayers concerning double-mindedness, prayers for breaking curses, prayers for releasing blessings of God, prayer against idols, prayer for enlargement and increasing, prayer for divine safety, prayer for power of God, prayer to destroy oppression, prayer for deliverance of sexual sin, prayer against spirits of the valley, prayer against terrorism, prayer against gambling, prayer against lying, prayer against backbiting, prayer against pride, prayer against anger, and once it gets so bad, I can ask the Lord, Lord, search me, oh God, and know my thoughts, and know my heart today, try me, oh Lord, and know my thoughts, I pray, and I ask you, Lord, if you see some wicked ways in me, cleanse me and make me free. But when all else has failed and all hell is broke loose, I can say, Create in me a clean heart and renew the right spirit in me. And how many know when you pray unto God, He will. He will answer your prayer. Do I have anybody here that can help me close this thing and say, Reverend, I prayed and I prayed. I kept wondering how long these problems that I had kept me so involved. But I prayed and I prayed. I kept worrying about them. But I turned them over to Jesus and I stopped worrying about it. Turn it all over to the Lord and He will. Somebody say, He will. He will work it out. Do I have anybody that can say, I tried Him and I know He will work it out through my good days, through my bad days? He will work it out when my trouble comes through prayer. He will work it out on my job. He will work it out in my home. He will work it out. Can I get somebody that can testify and say, I tried him and I know he's all right. I tried him and I know that I know that I know that God will make a way no way let me tell you why his prayers are so awesome one friday he went on the cross they called calvary they hung him high they stretched him wide he died didn't he die the record records he died before lunch he was buried before dinner but early sunday morning he got up before breakfast and that lets me know from the rising of the sun to the going down of the sun God will God will prevail won't he do it have you tried it won't he do it sickness won't he do it financial problems won't he do it spiritual depression won't he do it I got a question get to my seat ain't he all right have you tried him and know he will do me one favor just turn and look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor neighbor the reason why i praise him like i do because prayer keeps on blessing me the reason why i shout like i do because prayer keeps on blessing me how many know when the prayers of the righteous it availeth much i never see the righteous
forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. Do I got any prayer warriors that can say I once was numb, but now thanks be to God, I'm normal now. And now I can lift up my hands in the sanctuary and say I made it, I made it, I made it through trials, tribulations. I made it through my good, through my bad, through my ugly, through my niceness, through my heartaches, through my pain. I made it. Ain't he all right? Ain't he all right? Just high five two people and tell them I'm not numb anymore. I found out what prayer can do. Prayer lifts up a bow down here. Prayer will keep you close when nobody else will. Granny said when you pray to God, God calls him Andy. And he'll walk with you. And he'll talk with you. And he'll tell you that you are his own. Folk just don't know when to get it in. But just do me one sanctified favor. Just look at somebody and tell them, neighbor, I pray for you. No, you ain't looking at them like you want to pray for them. I pray for you. You pray for me. And watch God. Change. let this go. I'm going to tell myself to sit down calm down self. Get numb. Just pinch me up. I'm, I'm, I'm pinching myself because I'm pinching myself because every time I turn around he just keeps on. Y'all don't know when to get it. I'm going to get it for you. He just keeps on blessing me. All I got to do is say, Lord, I thank you. You've been good. Ah, can I just holler one time? Oh, ah, yeah. good if you know he's all right come on let's celebrate him when when I can't pray it's good to know I got a God that's making intercession for me it's, not because I was good or not because I was perfect. It's because he, he cares for me. He decided to <laughs> he decided to cross the line of death and tell the enemy, give me the keys back to my son's soul. <laughs> I was coming up, the mothers would say, I don't want no rocks. Crying out for me. He's been too good for me to be silent. 
truth be told, some of the groans that he's been crying on our behalf, you should be grateful. Because of some of the hidden secrets, some of the hidden things that you thought are even done was revealed. You probably wouldn't want to look at yourself. But how many know that we got a God that when you look in the mirror and you repent, you can see his face. That's enough to say thank you. And maybe someone is saying, Reverend, I've been numb too long. It's time for me to get back to normal and live again. I know God kept me for a reason. I know God has blessed me so that I can be a blessing to someone else. And now I just want to step out on faith and give him my life. And maybe you're saying, Reverend, I, I've done it all. I fell back and I'm trying to get back on track. I want to share with you we have a God that is forgiving and ever loving. 